Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. You all set? No time like the present. <laughs> so cute. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season four, episode three of Project Give Back Connects. Beside me, we have a very special co-host. Her name is Riley. Hello, Riley. Say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so let me tell you how I met Riley. Um, I go into all the Project Give Back classes and I try to meet every single student. This year we have about 1,600. And we were in one of our schools and I tell Jakey's story, hoping to inspire them to tell their stories. And Riley happened to be in one of the classes just this year. She sits in the back. And after I tell Jakey's story, I ask the children, ask me anything. There's nothing to be afraid of. Please ask me anything. So Riley's at the back and Riley puts up her hand like this and i didn't know her name of course so i i picked on her do you remember what you did um actually yes i said ellen how are you dealing with this uh can you so she not only just stood at the back she came right to the front and just with the biggest heart just said ellen how are you and my heart melted and i just knew you had to meet her. So welcome. This is my co-host today and we are so happy to have her. Um, she just is what I hope our youth is going to be like. Compassionate, caring, empathetic. Tell them how old you are. Actually, I want to see if they can guess. Oh, well, they're not. They're not. Uh, gonna... Well, OK, 10. She's 10 years old with the biggest heart and so wise. Okay, Riley's a big reader. Um, tell them what you're reading right now. Um, well, actually, so I have a favorite series, Keeper of the Lost Cities. I have read them like five times. I'm reading them again. She read the Harry Potter books in how many days? About a week and a half. A week and a half. Literally, her book on her desk was this big. It blew me away. All right, we ready? We're ready to get on with this show? Okay. All right. So, what'd you have for breakfast today? Uh, I had toast with avocado, tomato, and sauerkraut. Not the answer I thought you were going to say. I thought maybe pancakes or something like that. <laughs> My mother's a nutritionist. Uh-huh. What'd you have for lunch? Um, I had... Pickles, cucumbers, some fruit. I had uh, sauerkraut and something else. Did you have a snack? Yes. What did you have for snack? I had a chocolate chip cookie my mom made. So a healthy one. Well, you can't really have a healthy chocolate chip cookie. 
but you can okay. with better ingredients. All right. So your mom's my kind of nutritionist. Yes. Okay. So most of us are lucky enough. We can open our fridge and we can grab whatever we want. Is everyone that lucky? No. No. Definitely there, not. There are a lot of people that aren't lucky like that. There are more Canadians using food banks and food services than ever. Our first guest who's here today is to tell us all about this crisis, and hopefully there's something we can do about it. His name is Neil Hetherington. He is the CEO of the Daily Bread Food Bank. I actually first met him because his nephew was a Project Give Back student years ago. And of course, he chose the Daily Bread Food Bank and in Neil came and he was so warm and so passionate with our students that I just knew I wanted to feature him in one of our shows. Neil's introduction to helping the world actually came from his grandfather who was the international leader of the Salvation Army. Before the Daily Bread, he was the CEO of Habitat for Humanity for 16 years. He's received numerous awards from Ivy Business School, Huron University, Western University, and Seneca College. He's been awarded the, Queen's, the Queen Elizabeth Golden and Diamond Jubilee Medals and a Premier Award. He's one of Toronto's most influential people by Toronto Life Magazine. How lucky are we to have him here today with us? I'm moving my notes. But so please welcome Neil Hetherington. Hello, Neil. Hi, Ellen. It's really, really nice to be here. Um, thank you. So I think um, we've, we've sort of said maybe over five minutes, we can talk about the question that, uh, that you're asking Riley, you know, what's going on? Why is it that, uh, that individuals are not able to open up the fridge and, and, and have the food that they need? <clears throat> and uh, um, it has been a growing and escalating problem in, uh, in our city and in our country. Uh, we're now at a point that one in 10 Torontonians used the Daily Bread Food Bank last year. One in 10. And the year before it was one in 20. And we're at this exponential growth rate of, of individuals who can't open up the fridge and get the proper uh, nutrition that they uh, that they need uh, for the day and for their family. And uh, and if you were to take the uh, uh, the number of people that the Daily Bread serves every single month, you could fill up the Rogers Center seven times. So picture a full baseball game and fill up those that stadium and then multiply it by seven times. That's the number of people that are, are turning to the food bank. And, uh, and a country is as wonderful as ours is. That shouldn't be the, the case at all. Uh, there's a quote that I, uh, I love very, very much. It's by this guy by the name of Brian Stevenson. Uh, he's a civil rights lawyer down in the United States, down in the southern uh, part of the states. And he says, the opposite of poverty is not wealth, but justice. The opposite of poverty is not wealth, but justice. And, and it seems to me that when somebody opens up that fridge and there isn't the food they need, um, we're not spreading justice across the country the way that, uh, that we could be. And, uh, and there's a number of reasons for that. I'm not going to go into everything, but I will say that ultimately every single 
visit to a food bank is a policy failure. It's a policy failure on behalf of any level of government you wish, and all parties are culpable in the uh, the challenge that we uh, that we face. But you know, there's a whole lot of individuals who can't make ends meet again through no fault of their own. Here's a, you know, as 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 these folks at Project Give Back are, are starting to you know, go through school and think about higher education. One of the sad realities that we're now facing is that 59% of food bank users have a post-secondary education. 59% went to college and got a degree. They got a certificate. 59%. So they did everything right. They, they, they did what we were all taught to do. They, 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 they went to school. They uh, uh, worked hard. They got a job play by the rules and they were supposed to get that white picket fence and uh and be all right but uh but that isn't uh that isn't the case um something's let them down uh, a whole lot and that thing that's let them down might be the fact that they can't get affordable housing might mean maybe they've got a disability um somebody on disability receives thirteen hundred dollars a month poverty line is twenty three hundred dollars a month and so every single month they're legislated to live in poverty and they have to rely on friends, family, and charity in order to uh, uh, to get by, and uh, and that's wrong. Again, in, in in this great city, there just shouldn't be uh, the, the the way. Um, and there's a whole host of individuals who are now uh, cobbling together two or three jobs to make ends meet. And when they do that, they're too rich to be able to get any social benefits. They're too rich to be able to uh, qualify for prescription medications. Um, and so they're caught in this really difficult circumstance. And so if you take those three things, you know, people who are in precarious employment, people who are underhoused, people who are uh, who need income supports, um, and you say, how can we change things? How can we make a difference? And, and that's where I have a, a sense of hope that we can spread justice uh, around the city. Um, and you can make a difference by uh, by talking about it, by having this conversation. I think it's really, really important to uh, to have that conversation and to uh, talk around the dinner table or at, at, at work uh, with your colleagues. Um, you can advocate for change. You can, uh, you can write any elected official anywhere in the country and you can say, I think you're failing on the poverty reduction strategy. It doesn't matter which level of government or which party, they're all failing. So, uh, so you'll, you'll, you'll be fine on, on saying that now. Just say, hey, I think you're failing on, on poverty reduction. I, I need you to change that because the way things are right now, it's fundamentally wrong. And uh, and if you don't do that, I'm going to vote you out. Um, and lots of love, and then, then Riley, and uh, and send a letter off to uh, to them. Um, those are the types of things that we can do, and of course we can do food raisers and fundraisers. And when we do that, it's just a, a an immediate expression of our care for community. It's an immediate expression that we believe somebody shouldn't go without. And uh, and we can uh, and we can give back uh, to the community right now in the in the short term by uh, by donating food or funds and in the long term by changing the systems that people are uh, struggling with. So I'll leave it at that because I think I was told five minutes and I believe in that wonderful expression: be brief, be brilliant, be gone. And uh, and I'll at least try to do two of the three of, uh, of those things. Neil, when you were in our class, you told us about the, the things that we should be donating in the food drives and the things that are the no-nos, because I think too many people donate things that, um, that need milk, like you're giving Kraft dinner, well, it comes with this and this and this. So mm. can you tell us what are great 
uh, things that we can donate and what are some of the no-nos? All right. Well, I, I would say the very first thing, the things we want you to donate are, are things that you would want to enjoy on your dining room table. Um, that's, that's what we would like. So if you want to eat it, then somebody else would enjoy eating that as well. Um, and we've got to make sure that's non-perishable. So, so Riley's avocado toast with uh, tomato and sour, sauerkraut, that isn't going to, that's not going to sit too well in a, in a box, uh, when you donate that at a fire hall. So we can't donate perishable foods, but the good news is if you make a, a financial donation, we'll go buy that. Um, about 67% of the food that we send out now is fresh food. Um, we have this farm to food bank program and in most people often think about food banks as we're handing out boxes and cans. That's no longer the case. It's about 67%, so two thirds is, uh, is, is fresh food. So we, we buy that with, uh, with the donations that are received. Um, and so really it's making sure that it's food that you would enjoy, making sure that it isn't expired food. Don't clean out your pantry and say that, you know, here's a great way to, to get rid of, of that. We have to check every single can, every single box we check before we put it on the shelves inside the 200 food banks that we operate across the city. Um, so those are the kind of uh, general rules that we've got. But the big thing is stuff that you would enjoy. Riley, do you have a question for Neil here? Um, I feel like all of this is very important. I don't have a question personally, but I do have something that my family does to try and help. Oh, what do they do? So we have a little like food, I'm going to call it a library um, that we put things in. Also, we do food drives at school and we really try and help that. Also, when we see homeless people in the street, we always carry a couple bars with us when we go downtown or really just when we're walking. So if we see a homeless person, we can try and help them as much as we can. That's amazing. Riley, you're such a, you're such a, like, I'm, I'm really touched that I got the opportunity to be able to, to, to be here today. Primarily, not just because of you, Ellen, but because I get to, to meet a, a young leader who's going to, uh, I hope, be voted in at some point so that uh, so that she can share that compassion on a global uh, and a local global stage. Um, so, I mean, and then in the background, you can you can edit those uh, those novels, those child ch children's stories that you were talking about earlier. Um, but uh, we need young leaders like that. And so thanks, Riley, for doing that. And thank you, Neil. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, if you could stay stay on, I think some of our live audience would love to ask you some questions after. So sure. thank you for giving your time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. So do you like music? Yes, I well, it depends on what kind. What honest. kind of music do you like? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh, we should have lined that up first. That should have, none of this is scripted, as you can probably tell. <laughs> um, so we do have a musical performer because every single connects is sparked by our son, Jacob, and Jacob loved music. And he had a lot of very talented friends. So the performer who's coming on today, uh, Neil was here to fuel our tummies and this person comes on and she will fuel our soul she is an angel with a voice of an angel and a heart of an angel she's coming here from new york where she is studying and she's amazing and you will see that welcome back hallie burnett 
Hi, everyone. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, that was so well spoken, Neil. I didn't realize how big of an issue that was in Toronto, but you know, the more you know, the more you can help. Um, this song is just, uh, it's a good vibe song. I don't know if it necessarily pertains to the subject matter so much as it's just uplifting. Um, but today I'm gonna sing The Climb by Miley Cyrus. I can almost see you dream I'm dreaming But there's a voice inside my head Saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking Every move I make Feels lost with no direction My faith is shaking But I, I gotta keep trying Gotta keep my head held high Cause it's always gonna be another mountain Always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose Ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side The struggles I'm facing, the chances I'm taking, sometimes might knock me down. No, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments I'm gonna remember most. Yeah, just gotta keep going and I. I gotta be strong, just keep pushing on, cause there's always gonna be another mountain, I'm always gonna wanna make it move, always gonna be an uphill battle, sometimes we're gonna have to lose, ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's a climb. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about, it's all about the climb. Thank you. I can't even imagine how good she sounds in real life. Hallie, where are you? There you are. That was beautiful. Thank you so, so much. What do you think? I think one day you're gonna be a celebrity and if you sound this good over Zoom, I can't imagine how good you sound in real life. Thanks guys, that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take our friend Riley to a concert when you're on the big stage. We have a date? Yes. Date. Okay, we're coming. Do you know Hallie was just on the big stage for the 25th annual Canadian Walk of Fame honoring Avril Ravine. She was on this huge stage and we're gonna see a lot more of that. Thank you, Hallie. All right. 
So, Lily, when we talk about Project Give Back and the boomerang, what does the boomerang mean? It means if you put kindness out into the world, it will come back at you. That's right. And that's what Hallie's been doing for years with her voice, her talent, and sharing it. That's what you're doing right now with your beautiful heart. And our next guests, that's exactly what they're doing. It's time for Kindness Corner with Cassandra and Leanne. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Everybody here is just incredible. Um, so we both go to Northern Secondary School, and we're so excited to announce that we are going to be doing a food drive from December 11th to the 15th. Um, and we're going to be collecting non-perishable items. Any students can drop them off or non-students can come drop them off from 825 to 855, which would be before school, or at lunch, which would be 1145 to 1230. Um, if you are not a student, you can, of course, feel free to come. Uh, we are getting club members to be running shifts, which would be around an hour. And we just really hope to make and plan to make a very positive impact. Um, we're working on finding a spot for a donation box so people can drop things off at any point in the day. All of our proceeds and donations will be going to daily um, bread food banks, which is going to be supporting the fight against food insecurity. And Cassandra, you can take it away with more information. Hi everyone, my name is Cassandra, and I'll be talking more about our food drive. So we are working with another club within the school called The Goodies Project, which is a nonprofit organization that I started over the summer with my friend that has now become international, taking place with over 50 chapters in four countries. Um, so as The Goodies Project, we are dedicated to promoting charity, financial literacy, and an entrepreneurial spirit amongst youth while raising funds and items to fight hunger. The way The Goodies Project works is through chapter lessons at schools that are planned with information on how financial literacy works now we can relate it to fighting against food insecurity through a variety of fundraisers and events. The, these schools that run these chapters work together to run these fundraisers and donate back to local food banks in their communities to help fight against food insecurity one step at a time. These chapters are run by student leaders who have taken the time and initiative to do so. Our joint food drive with Bread Food Banks Ontario is a great representation on how important it is to have young leaders make a difference in our world today. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Leanne and I about our upcoming food drives. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. That is just amazing. And what, what a way to tie up this wonderful episode. So thank you, Neil, for being here. Thank you, Hallie. Thank you, Cassandra, Leanne, and our shining star, Riley. What a lovely, lovely time together. Um, please share today's episode with anyone who you think would enjoy this episode. My message to you, let's be kind to one another. Let's embrace one another. Let's learn from one another. And we'll see you soon. Mwah. Let's blow a kiss. Ready? One, two, three. Mwah. Bye, everyone. Open your heart today.